Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the BHITB Podcast. I'm your host, Dante Fortson. And today's show is going to be Cultivating Black Excellence Part 2. Um, a lot of you have seen some of my Facebook posts. been kind of cryptic, not giving out a lot of information on what's been going on, but giving hints at, you know, things that are developing. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about some of those. And um, before we get into that, just want to thank everybody supporting the Black Hebrew Awakening. Uh, the response has been way better than expected. And shout out to everybody that bought the copy, like the first day and everybody that pre-ordered and all that stuff, people who are still buying the copies. Um, one of my, I want to say one of my favorite things about the launch is I, I didn't know really what to expect as far as the response because a lot of people were saying that they were going to buy it, but then a lot of people were like, uh, you know, we're not, we're not really going to buy it because of the title. And so when I had released the, the book covers for you guys to choose from, uh, there, was a lot, there was a lot to consider when putting out the book. I didn't want the book to be outright rejected because of the title, but the response was great. The book actually debuted at number two in African-American studies. Um, it was number two right behind uh, Michelle Obama. And if you guys don't know, Michelle Obama's week was huge when she released her book, uh, Becoming. Uh, she sold like 750,000 copies the first week. She was like number one across the board in every category. Nobody was nobody was doing anywhere near that. She was selling like hip-hop music numbers of books. So, uh, yeah, so coming in at number two behind Michelle Obama, I didn't approach anywhere near <laughs> anywhere near that number, but uh, coming in at number two behind Michelle Obama was actually a pretty cool thing in uh, African-American studies. Uh, let's see. I do have a few more awakening boxes left. If anybody wants one, grab one. Um, let's see. They go out on the 10th of December, uh, so just be expecting your box uh, somewhere between the 10th and the 20th of December. The mail starts to run a little slow during the holidays, but I am shipping two weeks before uh, Christmas and the holiday season, uh, so you will get those. And uh, let's see here, the audio book. So there will be an audio version of the Black Hebrew Awakening, and this is going to tie into today's topic um, of cultivating black excellence. So as part of what I wanted to do, well, let me back up just a little bit. The second book I released on the 15th of November was The 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. And so part of trying to live or, or really walk my talk or practice what I preach was opening up different opportunities for our people to make money. And so this leads into the audio version of the Black Hebrew Awakening. Uh, so I am accepting auditions on ACX.com. So if anybody out there does um, narration for books and you want to audition, go to ACX.com and um, – Look at the auditions. The Black Hebrew Awakening is accepting. It is a 50% royalty split, lifetime royalty split on all the audio book sales if you are the person chosen to narrate the book. Um, I will have the link in the YouTube description and in the show notes on the website. Uh, so it will be a link directly to the project. So if you already have an ACX account, look for that link, and it will take you straight there. Uh, you could be male or female. So far, I've had a few really, really, really good auditions. So, I mean, if you're going to audition – uh, bring your A-game uh, because people out there really, really want to do it. And shout-out to everybody sending in their auditions on ACX. I appreciate you guys wanting to be part of the project. All right, and next thing, Bible study books. For those who have not yet seen the Bible study books, there are eight co eight covers so far. And the goal is to provide notebooks 
that basically help in our Bible study. They have specific pages in there for Bible studies, weights, measures, times, dates, like all that kind of stuff um, that are specific to the Bible. And then other than that, it's just lined notebook paper. Now, what's unique about them is that the covers represent our culture. So um, you'll find the Negro land map cover for the notebook or the Jamaican flag. Like, so these are notebooks that cater to us because I looked around and there's really no notebook um, companies that cater to us. I mean, they, they have general notebooks and that's for them a money strategy. Ours is more of a, um, Hey, we want to, we want to create stuff that we relate to. Uh, so yeah, if you want to support that, uh, Go uh, to blackhistoryinthebible.com, and there is a link in the um, the menu to go to the Bible study books, and that link will also be in the show notes and in the YouTube um, description. All right, and the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. I'm going to circle right back around to that. So coming into the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment, talking about walking the talk, and that is available on Amazon, and it did pretty well, too. It actually debuted at number eight in African-American studies, and it fluctuated between number eight and number four for about a week, um, and that one actually got a, a pretty decent response. It didn't get as great a response as the Black Hebrew Awakening, but I'm still surprised by the response because I didn't promote the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment um, as much as I promoted the Black Hebrew Awakening. So shout out to everybody who's bought that and who will continue to buy it. So walking the talk, uh, let's talk about that. So I had a team about a year ago. I put together this team, and, and the idea was to take on this ambitious project. And I think it was about eight people. And what's funny about this whole scenario is all these people – well, let me, let me give you a quick background story. I don't necessarily choose to work with certain people based on uh, their money or, you know, a lot of factors. I have this thing where I look at people and I see – what they are doing and what they could be doing um, at a higher level. And I try to elevate those people around me uh, when it comes to like projects and other stuff and give people advice and, you know, put people in positions like that. Um, so when I got with some of these people, they wanted to do more, but they didn't know how to or what path they should take. And so we, we called a meeting, we had a sit down, everybody was on board until the pitch. This is where, I lost a lot of people. So money was my secondary objective for this idea, the secondary objective. Now imagine that you go into a business meeting and money is the secondary or even not even, I wouldn't even say the secondary, maybe the third, fourth thing on the list. It's not my primary objective. So as part of the pitch, I wanted to start a black YouTube network. And I'm talking about positive black programming, comedians and, you know, everything else. We'll come back to the positive black programming. But the pitch was, not only did I want to do this, I wanted to take 40% of the profit and give it back to everybody that was going to be working with us, like the host of the shows and stuff like that. That's what I wanted to do. We were going to produce everything, take all the risk, and then give away 40% of the profit. Needless to say, that idea did not go over well with most people. And at the end, I was uh, left with one person who was like, I'm in. And I thought that was awesome. And so... Over the last year, he's been, you know, in contact with me, like, hey, when are we moving on this? And so I was like, you know, we have to revamp. So I was kind of working behind the scenes. He kind of thought I had, you know, given up on the idea, but I hadn't. And I want to say maybe a few months back, another friend and I, um, 
I've known him for a while. Now, this first guy that I was, the first guy that said he was with me on this uh, from the get-go, I've known him since about 1996 or 1997, and I didn't expect him to be the one to stick around, honestly. Of all the people, I, I expected there was like one or two people that I thought would stick around that didn't, and he was one of the ones that I thought would not stick around, but he did. And so for the last year, he's been down with it, and he's been asking about it, and he's been on top of it. And so the second friend who I've known for about, I want to say about 10 years now, close to, um, he's a respiratory therapist. And so we were talking one day, and I don't know, he just we just got into this conversation about business and black empowerment and all this other stuff. And he was like, he was like, I want to do this, and he wants to build this and involve with education and all this stuff. I'm trying not to give out too many details, but he said out loud that his money wasn't his primary objective. So then I talked to him about my idea, and he said he was in. So that was the second uh, person on board. And finally, uh, last, I want to say last maybe month, there was another friend of mine who I grew up with since high school, and he's been hustling for a long time. Like he's, people know him in Vegas. Um, it's kind of hard to be around Vegas and not run into him or encounter him in some capacity because uh, he does a lot of positive stuff for the community now. But uh, back in the day, not so much. But now he's very, very active in the positive um, black movements and putting together rallies, and he's campaigning for votes and all that stuff now. Kind of For me, it's weird to see him because I grew up with him and, and know the history. But um, I talked to him, and surprisingly, he was on board. He said, I'm in. So I had the team together, and – just had a team together. That was it. We didn't have any funding behind us or nothing. It was everything was going to come out of pocket to do this because the people with time and money and all that stuff, they didn't want no parts of this because giving away 40% of profit is like blasphemy when it comes to business. So, you know, they, they said they'd ride with me no matter what. So I started to kind of figure out how could we do this? How could we get space? Cause we need a space to film all the stuff we want to film. We need a, a set. We need film equipment. We need, um, like studio to do other stuff because uh, people want to, some people want to do music. I, I want to record the wordplay album, uh, which is what I've been talking about. So we were looking at all these different venues and trying to figure out financially, how could we afford this? So around the same, I want to say maybe about two weeks ago, uh, a family member who has a church actually mentioned to me, that they were renting out their church space or they're trying to rent out the church space because the church needs to bring in a little bit more money. Um, and I know exactly what they're, I know what the money goes to on there. Cause I used to serve on the board at that church. And so I, I know how that church operates and I'm, I'm very, very pro that specific place. I'm trying to, again, not trying to get, not to give out too much information before we get started on any specific locations, but I know how the church operates. So I was cool with it. So I made an offer. And they responded with the offer, a counter offer. And so we it took us about two days to negotiate this. But I tell people this, the most high opens doors when you when you go and walk on faith. Because we, number one, didn't have first and last month's rent to put up on these super high commercial buildings out here um, to get the amount of space that we wanted to get. And we knew we needed like several thousand square feet, at least three to 4,000 square feet to do what we wanted to do on a consistent basis. Um, and so we knew that the first and last month's deposit on that was going to be crazy. And then you have to, you know, buy everything else you need, like the stages and everything else. So there was a lot of investment that had to go in this and we didn't have that much money up front. Um, 
So we just prayed on this, and, and we just kept, we just kept, you know, chopping away at it until we got this call. So anyway, fast forward to this call. Um, the church has over four thousand square feet. Uh, we have a, a full stage access. We have access to audio and visual equipment, professional level. Uh, we have access to um, we have access to the building to throw live events. We can do fundraisers from there. Uh, the they have these uh, walls that you can reconfigure and actually do some professional music and and audio recording in a church. They have a kitchen. They have bathrooms. They have multiple offices. We have access to. So anyway, after all this stuff happens. The price we, they come back with, $400 a month. So all praises to the Most High for that because now we have a location to do the network. So now if you consider that there's four of us, four grown men that all have income coming in, uh, everybody works or everybody has their own thing. Uh, one, of them, uh, one of the partners has a clothing line and he does music and all this other stuff. So everybody has money coming in. So when I – went back to them and said, hey, we got a space, $400 a month. It's a family member, so we don't have to worry about this or that. Everything has started to fall into place. Um, two or three days ago, somebody else who wasn't involved with the project called another friend and offered him use of his music equipment for several months for a couple hundred dollars. So he called me, and I said, jump on it. So basically it's a loan. Uh, for him, the guy needed a couple hundred bucks. Uh, we loaned him the money. He gave us the equipment, and I'm talking like professional mixers and microphones. We got like five HD cameras from him, like all kind of stuff. So basically, we're holding it for him since he's a friend. We're not selling it off or anything like that. And he's going to let us hold it uh, for a few months, and then he'll pay us back, and we'll give him his equipment back. Uh, but by that time, we'll we'll have we'll start you know the process of getting our own equipment in in you know the midst of all that. Uh, so. So far, the Lord has opened up doors to where now we have a 4,000-square-foot um, church we can use with a stage and a stable location. The pastor's fine with everything we want to film because uh, we're, we're doing all positive filming and uh, recording. We're not doing any cussing. We're not doing any buffoonery, none of that stuff. Uh, it's going to be centered around, like, education and putting, giving black artists the opportunity to really do something on a consistent basis and not just have a venue where they show up once a week or whatever. It's going to allow them to really write and, and put on sketches and all kind of different stuff. Um, so we don't have to worry about, you know, sneaking and doing something crazy or we don't have to worry about, um, you know, how are we going to come up with this rent next month? Cause it's $5,000 a month because you want a 4,000 square foot space. And that outlay is ridiculous. Um, so, like, yeah, the, the Most High has really blessed us. Um, so, so far, we've spent less than $1,000 out of pocket, and we have five professional HD cameras. We have multiple laptop computers. We have a professional recording studio's worth of equipment. Um, and, I mean, we have a whole team right now, and less than $1,000. And this is what I was talking about um, walking the talk, because I believe if you put people first, this is, this is the whole premise of the platform was for us to put others first and to help everybody else get on and we make our money in the back end and give away 40% of it and make sure everything is right and actually we give away more than 40% let me um, I actually didn't put this in the notes because it slipped my mind as I was writing these notes but we give away 40% to the people helping us and the other part of the problem when I pitched it everybody else was I wanted to make sure that there remained a 10% 10% um, of the profit would go to the community 
uh, for community projects, fundraisers and stuff like that, um, where if somebody's having, uh, say, a canned food drive, we take 10% of the money, we buy the canned food, and we take it and drop it off. We don't, you know, give these people money or the organization's money. We actually donate the actual thing that they're, you know, trying to get. Um, so that that was 50% of the profit out the door. And then I wanted to offer 10% profit or 10% residual to anybody who would refer us um, talent to work with. Uh, so if, if you brought us a comedian and, you know, we signed that comedian, they end up doing one of the YouTube shows on a long-term basis, um, they would get paid off of that. But then the, um, the person who referred them would also earn a 10% residual on all the stuff we did with the, the comedian that they brought us because I believe everybody should get paid for their work, even if it's a, even if it's on a referral basis. So 60% of the, the profit was out the window in this conversation, which is what made people drop off. And like I said, in the end, there's only three people who had faith in the entire, uh, what we want to do. And so had, had I gone in with that original set, we probably would have spent tens of thousands of dollars getting this stuff set up. And now because I stayed faithful, faithful through it and the other people wanted to be faithful with me and say, hey, this is what we need to do and this is what we're going to do. We're going to give away 60%. We're going to make uh, something empowering for our people. We're going to put opportunities first and we're not going to put money first. And now doors have started to open up. So we're, like, super excited about that. 4,000-square-foot space is ridiculous. We have chairs. I mean, we can host 200 people, um, seating for 200 people. Um, and the fact that they'll let us do events and stuff there is awesome. Um, so more details will be coming uh, down the line on that. Um, now back to the positive black programming real quick. So um, one of the shows that we are going to do is going to feature black business owners, probably mostly local, but if anybody is in Vegas on vacation and you want to um, get some publicity for your business, you want to get on the show, uh, let me know. The other thing is we don't charge. We're not charging people to appear on the shows. We're not charging people to come on our network um, once we get it up on YouTube. We're not going to charge any talent to come perform their music. We're not charging people. A lot of the um, opportunities out here, Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world. And so a lot of the opportunities out here for people in Vegas, business and otherwise, everybody wants to charge. If you want to get on somebody's radio show, they charge you 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever they charge you. If you want to get on a stage out here and perform, in most cases, they charge you. Um, they don't really do door splits or too much. It depends on what the, you know, it depends on what you work out. But a lot of the artists out here, they don't get a lot of run. There's not a lot of outlets for advertising for black businesses out here. And so that was kind of the the motivation behind the channel is to say, look, we have a whole black community in Vegas and we have 88.1, which is the radio station. That is our rallying point is 88.1. Anybody that's um, out here in Vegas for any time or knows anybody, that is the black radio station. 88.1 is the black radio station. And everybody knows everybody out here. That That's the crazy part. Like I could walk up to 88.1 right now walk into the front office and five minutes later be actually in the live studio where they're putting on a live show right now because we all know each other out here and it's like family. So, you know, it's nothing to pop up at the radio station at 88.1 and just go in there, bump into somebody, uh, talk about music. And I'm talking about be back in the professional part. 
is community owned and operated. Um, so we've had our own station out here for a long time, but that's the only outlet is my point. Uh, so we're trying to build a second outlet. And again, it won't just be for Vegas. It'll be mainly Vegas people because this is where I'm located. But anybody from out of town that wants to be part of it and wants to come in, jump on the show or, you know, stuff like that, feel free to send me a message and I will um, try to set that up once we get everything up and going. Now we're looking for we're looking to launch. We're actually going to launch. We're not even looking to launch at this point. We're going to launch February 1st, uh, 2019 uh, for Black History Month. That's going to be the, the rollout is through Black History Month. Uh, so some of the shows on here, uh, we're going to have some actual shows that I think it's about three of them that we're going to produce fully that we're like committed to. And that show will cover uh, black business. It'll cover... Um, We'll, we'll feature black business owners. We'll feature, like, black talent uh, from all over. Um, like I said, mostly Vegas because that's where we're located, but talent from anywhere is welcome to contact us to get on the show uh, if you're in town. And then we're going to have some um, we're gonna have some comedy stuff on there. But what I'm excited about is the, the I want to say the pilots, because we want to work with a lot of people, but we understand that we, one, Time and finances are a thing. Uh, no matter even if money is our third or fourth, whatever objective, um, it takes money to run this stuff. We understand that, which is why we calculated what amount of profit we need to, you know, build, like still be able to maintain and then also build on top of that. And so we are going to try to put together as many pilot episodes for people as possible. If you have a play, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a TV series. It doesn't have to be um, scripted uh, to the, like a, like a TV series. It can be a play. If you have a play or anything like that and you want to put on a play on a stage and if you just want to do that one play, uh, get in touch. We'll see what we can do about that. Um, if you have a series idea, get in touch. We'll try to help you put together the, the pilot for you to run your series on our network. We'll have people vote on it and, you know, see who likes what. So we don't make any guarantees. All we're offering is the opportunity. Uh, and shout out to the patrons. The patrons on Patreon have made a lot of this possible. If you go to the goals on the Patreon page, uh, when I first put up the Patreon page, I got the goals up and I believe it was around 250 people I had mentioned um, that I was going to go more into um, I was going to go more into some of the goals. Uh, I'm pulling up the Patreon page right now so that I can see the exact number that I said. Uh, give me a second here. All right. So on the Patreon goals, uh, I mentioned that once we hit 250 patrons, right now we're at 145. But once we hit 250 patrons, it was Phase One Community Give Back Program. Um, elementary, high school, college, stuff like that. So the, the part of this community give back program is um, basically providing certain opportunities. Uh, but we, one of our goals is um, that 10%. We want to start kicking that back um, to certain schools, uh, paying for school lunches for kids and um, books and, you know, other stuff like that. It's, it's a lot of stuff we want to do that will be focused on, uh, the black community with kids in school. That's the first phase. And then once we reach uh, 500 patrons, it's be phase two. Uh, phase two, uh, this kind of came out of um, personal experiences with myself and others who were involved with this. We have like a second chance project uh, where we want to open up opportunities for people who have been to prison and who are trying to get back into society, get acclimated. I don't know if anybody 
anybody that's been to prison knows, anybody that knows people who have been to prison knows, but for those who have not been to prison and don't know anybody who's been to prison, it's kind of messed up because they call it paying your debt to society, and once you get out, they basically keep that on your record, so it makes it harder for you to get a job so that you end up having to go back to your old habits and having to end up back in prison. So they do this on purpose because if you've paid your debt to society, your debt should be wiped clear, and it should not be on your record, in my personal opinion. Um, because once you – the same thing with credit card. You owe the money. Once you pay the money, they don't, they don't keep reporting to the credit agency that you owe it or even owed it. They put paid to date. Um, so, yeah, I think they should, they should get rid of that. But since they aren't getting rid of that, and we know they aren't getting rid of that, we're looking to open up opportunities so that more of our people um, can avoid that. And part of, part of this is online businesses. So without me giving away the, the secret sauce and the details, we are jumping into online businesses as well um, at the same time. Um, I understand a lot about marketing and sales. I used to work for Enterprise, um, and they have one of the top sales teams in the country, and basically they trained me to do crazy sales. And, and a lot of that knowledge I've put forth into a lot of stuff I do now. And I also went to school for marketing. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but my knowledge, coupled with the knowledge of the other three guys I work with, we find it very viable to launch online businesses. Um, and there's there's more details that will come with that later on. Uh, but we're putting people in positions. A couple of people I've talked to, uh, I talked to a lady yesterday, and I'm very, very, very enthusiastic about uh, talking to her more about the project that we may uh, work together on. Um, so if you guys have business ideas that you want to launch, if if you like what you've heard, then contact us because the the plan is the same across the board. Just just know this: the plan is the same across the board. Um, we'll help get it started. Uh, you'll get forty percent if you are the person we end up you know investing in. You get forty percent. Ten percent goes into community stuff, and um, ten percent goes towards a referral fee if there is a referral fee. Um, so it's, it's, it's a good opportunity if you want to, if money isn't your main focus, money has to be like secondary, third, fourth down the line for you, because we are not trying to raise prices as high as possible to extract as much profit as possible. We're not doing any of that, uh, where everything will be fair. All of our contracts are going to be exactly the same. There'd be no negotiation room, uh, 40%. That's, that's what it is. And so, yeah, 40%. Yeah, 40%. <laughs> Everybody's going to have the same contract. So whether you see somebody working with me a year from now or a week from now, it's going to be 40%. Um, nobody's going to be getting cheated out of any money or anything like that. And the only exception to that 40% rule is the the, um, the audio book for the Black Hebrew Awakening, which is at 50%. Uh, so, again, check that out. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me messages. Um, a lot of you ask for my personal number. I don't give out my personal number to everybody. Just know that. Uh, so don't feel offended if I don't give you my personal number. Uh, contact me on Facebook. Uh, send me a message. Uh, post a comment anywhere on the website. People keep saying they, it's hard to contact me. It's not hard to contact me. You can leave a comment on any page of the website to contact me. Um, 
put in your email address. If you have a personal question, just let me know it's personal, and I won't approve it um, for public viewing. I'll keep it in the private, and I'll, um, I'll uh, email you through there. So, again, Facebook is the best place to – yeah, Facebook would be the best place to contact me. Second best place would be my website in the comments section. If you send me an email to my personal email and I don't know you, um, chances are it'll probably get overlooked um, because everybody I know is starred on my email. So I see like a, a big red star pop up uh, or yellow star, depending when I get emails. Uh, so yeah, contact me on Facebook. Uh, send me a friend request to make sure that your message does not get sent to the other folder. Uh, so if if you've sent me a message and you think I've been ignoring you and haven't checked your messages. If it's in my other folder, I usually don't check that as often, but I do try to check it. Um, so, yeah, don't take it personal. And finally, if you do want to contribute to any of the stuff you've heard, check out Patreon. Become a patron at any level. Um, all love is appreciated. Everybody that uh, wants to help out, uh, definitely appreciate that. A lot of the um, patron um, a lot of the Patreon money is going to be going towards building these platforms and giving opportunities for uh, other people. So it's not just getting spent on crazy stuff. I'm not out here uh, balling out, making it rain in strip clubs or anything crazy like that. I'm actually putting it towards getting our people um, opportunities. Uh, so that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for everybody um, who has bought the Black Hebrew Awakening and the 48 Laws of Black Empowerment. I will be back next Wednesday. Uh, with a, another episode. This is Satan's America, part nine. Uh, so until then, I'm out.